Welcome to another episode of We Are Never Truly Alone. I'm your favorite spirit medium, Tiffany Rice, and I'm with my co-host and bestie, Mark James Dunn. Hi, everybody. Happy summer. Late summer. This is going to be our last summer. Did you guys hear that? (gasps) Who was that? (laughs) What is that baritone in the background? (laughs) baritone singing. (laughs) It was so deep. Is that after I just told myself to shut the fuck up? (laughs) (laughs) Right after we were just talking about something very intimate. Well, we have our very close friend and personal friend. (laughs) Why do you keep saying that? Our personal friend. She's so funny. Maya Allen. Guys, I'm so happy to be here. So happy you're here. Our families live 12 minutes apart. We are now together forever. Forever. Every time I'm home. It's awesome. So is it weird being home? No, I love it. Uh-oh. I love it. You get to go to Target. Target in the suburbs is like, okay, on a scale of like 1 to 10, 10 out of 10. Yeah. New York City, 1 out of 10. Well, because they're so, aren't they smaller? They're like, small. They're never stocked. They're crazy. They're just like gross. It's not Target. Okay. There's no anxiety here. I just spent like the weekend in Western Mass at this wedding celebration oh, situation. Cute. Ooh, tell us about that. Well, my cousins live out there at West mm-hmm. um, in Sherburn, Sherburn, Sherburn Falls, Sherburn Falls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And oh my God, beautiful property. They just bought it. I never seen it before. Like acres and acres of land. I went canoeing on his land. Like oh my God. all t- fire pits. Like six ponds. There was a whole weed bar in the back. I was Wait, in heaven. Wait, what? A weed bar at a wedding? A weed bar at a wedding. Wait, can we can we elaborate a little bit more? Okay, on that? so like you walk in. I mean, obviously there's the bar bar, but in the back, so you have to like look for it. There was the weed bar, and they had like dabs. Wait, it, like where? Like what? In what world do you see that? Was it wait? Was it like a speakeasy at a bar where you had to? It was find basically it? like a speakeasy because they didn't want the kids to be able to like find the weed because there were children there. Wait, so did you have? How did you get to it? You had to like walk behind the bar bar and then like down this like little path and then there was a weed bar. Okay, but time Stop. out. If I was that, if I was any young age, I'd find that bar. Oh, of course. <laughs> okay, there's no way of hiding it. Because yeah, there was no way of hiding it. But the kids were well behaved and they knew not to touch the weed. But I touched the weed. And there's all different types of weed that all you could- types of weed, different concentrates. Like there, any way that you want to consume weed was available. So did there they were like caramels you could do a dab you could roll a j there was rolling papers there was I'm so straight flour it was like- it was so dope and you know what just like the week or two before i had been to a party in the hamptons and it was a house of puff party which is like this company that does that sells like luxury rolling and weed smoking accessories in the city and you walk in the first welcome cocktail had thc in it and a whole bowl of joints so when I'm telling you, I walked in, I grabbed, so I grabbed the cocktail. I grabbed like five joints. I went to sit down. No one was even drinking. Everyone was just passing J's. And I was like, I'm in heaven. What? I can't even believe this. I, but it's all legal now. It's all know? legal now. It's like becoming okay. Yeah, but you know what? Some people really don't like to drink or don't drink for reasons. And like, they, mm-hmm. it just gives another option for everyone to feel safe and be like, okay, yeah. I don't have to drink. It, well, listen, it is like drinking a adds thing, calories. So. And I feel like... If you don't want to deal with that, yeah. just smoke a J and you'll be happy. And you'll be happy for a long time. <laughs> well, I've noticed more and more of my friends, you know, in this middle age group have now turned to edibles to help with sleeping mm-hmm. and Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like anxiety. It's, it's something Well anxiety, that's how I got into it. It just kinda takes like sleep. the edge off just a little yeah. bit. And they use it like 
people that I would was surprised that came out of the woodwork and they're like, yeah, I just do edibles at night so I can get a Well, there's still nice such sleep. a stigma attached to like yes. marijuana consumption, which it's is kind natural. of natural. Exactly. And it like, doesn't make any sense. Even it really does like, it. I'm like, but it's good for you. You know, people microdose on mushrooms all the time yeah. for anxiety, for depression, like daily. Every day. Yeah. 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 And instead of taking an SSRI, like right. take, um, like a like microdose a of mushroom and chocolate, right. and like which is honestly something that it's a path I'm looking down now because I've been on SSRI since I was like, I don't know, 15, and I swear I still have not found one that works for me. And now my doctor's like, maybe you should try mushrooms. Have you? So I'm on Lexapro, and okay. I've never been on that kind of. I've never been on that kind of drug before, but mm-hmm. it, it works for me. But yeah. I, I was so nervous to go on it. Like yeah. I wasn't ready to go on it. But yeah. And How long I, have you been on it now? I love it. But he, he did say, if you go on the chocolates, <laughs> but if you, like, get the chocolate with the mushroom yeah. in it, it's literally made me so, like, it's not like I'm, I'm obviously, people who don't, have never done it before, it's not, you're not high. It's like, you're not high at all. It just If you dose it properly. Right. <laughs> yes. I have a friend that does it every day, and she runs major big businesses all over her place where she lives and you would never know and, yeah and she's so into health and wellness and yeah. so forth now have you ever thought of doing any type of retreats with that well only because we've been talking about it a lot but yeah it's time even Sierra recently because my anxiety was really bad in the last two weeks she was like you need to do, go on a retreat so I get nervous though. Like I don't want to. I'm nervous to like, make friends or well, like. You're nervous, what? but that's why you're going because you're nervous. Yeah. Right. So it's like. But I weird. also feel like I would love to, like, especially before the new year, I'd love to like kick, put a kick in my ass. Yeah. Why don't we Someone's create a retreat? We should re- create a retreat. Or we can just be friends and we call it a retreat. <laughs> that's pretty much what <laughs> I'm saying. In I'm like, no, we'll get Sierra in in on the mix. We don't have to do any major juice cleanses like I did in <laughs> Costa Rica. No, that we're not doing any okay juice cleanses. No. no, no juice cleanses. Sometimes but... just like laying in the sun for 12 days is good. So to me, that is therapeutic. Yes. It's like, absolutely that. The beach will heal me. Although the minute I leave the beach, I'm no longer healed. I'm like, wait, reality's back. I know it's like continuously taking like well you're supposed to like learn everything you've learned by sitting there and listening to your own thoughts and like moving forward with those and yeah. practice them that's the hardest part you know I don't do well in my own thoughts well that's why I feel like we were meant to become friends yeah because it's learning how to do mindfulness it's learning how to take the anxiety down a notch and there's so many different triggers that will consistently like kind of you know push you and prod you to to really think like all right what are we doing here like what's happening and instead of reacting the way that you used to react in the past yeah. you can take your resources take your tools and be able to hopefully utilize them so you can have a different type of reaction that is beneficial actually as you're saying that i'm thinking about you and saying how um you love the suburbs because it's like easy to go to Target, but that's an everyday struggle for you to go to like Target and see. Yeah. So, so like, why? Wait, an added, but, like an added anxiety that you probably don't even realize. That it's you're true, doing. but there are parts about the suburbs I also can't stand. Oh, like a million percent. It's probably the slowness. Slow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or like so just slow. like the lack of delivery food options to me is just not like you can't even get fresh direct at my parents' house. I think that's ridiculous. Really? Yeah, they can get like Amazon deliver like. Not even Am- not Amazon Fresh, but like Whole Foods will deliver. But I can't get Fresh Direct. No. Like that's crazy. I mean, the city has 
that's the hardest part because we're getting away from everything. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I don't need everything. But there's something about being slow in the suburbs. Like, I don't ever leave the house when I'm home, and I don't ever feel bad about that. But when I'm sitting on my couch in New York, I'm like, why am I not doing something? Or like, oh, I should be out at this event or this event. Or like, I could be having a drink with so-and-so and I'm here on the couch and I feel bad about it. Because there's so much going on and you have so many different resources to be able to go out and do something. Yeah. But when you're home, this is your safe place. So it's okay to feel like a couch potato if you want to be a couch potato and just yeah. decompress and do whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and but I'm it's, with it's, my parents too, so like that's a, well, that's a whole, whole different yeah. element. Yeah. That's to a it. whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, right. And you can just be yourself because I'm sure if you go out on the streets, people might recognize you, and you know. And then you have to think, well, what should I wear when I go out? Like, well, yeah, I, first off, I yeah. like to dress like I'm homeless. Like that Me, is my I was aesthetic. Just say that I like to be like comfortable. No, homeless. no, no chicness. <laughs> like it could be like actual, actual like. <laughs> borderline the only thing is like i will shower um but like clothes are 10 years old they're tattered they're worn i just want to be comfortable and i can't i don't feel like it's okay to even walk my dogs in that attire in new york because like you never know it's always the times where i look the most homeless where i have absolutely no makeup on i'm like or it's when I'm really high and I'm walking the dogs and someone's like, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, fuck. Like, <laughs> I, my eyes are closed. <laughs> I can't. Oh my like, can we stop? I'm like, like uh, I was like, it's so great to meet you. Do you, ha- do we have to take a picture? Like, I'm high. Yeah. <laughs> but then they also love that I'm high because they know from the show that I get high. Yeah. So it's like, they're like, oh, this is so this perfect. Is perfect. We knew you'd be me. high when we met you. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> You're like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, Wait my parents hate it about me. <laughs> I absolutely love the fact that you live so close to us. I can't believe it. You know what I mean? Like, we had no, no one, idea. I know. I well, When I first met you, I didn't even know you were Boston-based. Yes. And I was upset yes. with Sierra for not telling me that. I know. And now, well, she's like, in the doghouse for that. Yeah. She is. Well, I know. We have to get her down here, too. Yes. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, we'll recreate, we will create a retreat for ourselves. Well, I think <laughs> our first retreat should be in Curacao. Um, well, let's just do it then. Yeah. I don't know what's holding And us apparently back. they're about to start opening flights from Boston direct to Curacao. I just got an email about that this morning. This morning? Yes. Shut up. Yes. I'm going to yell at my husband right now because we're the only reason that we don't is because we have to go one stop to Miami. Yeah. It's like too and much. The, like that. And also I the hate Miami stops. airport is literally the worst airport that exists when you have to go yep. through customs and everything at Miami. Disgusting. Absolutely. No. Even like getting on the way home, we the flight was delayed we missed it and it was like two days later yeah yeah oh my god there's like very really? few flights to cure us out it's not i am a non-stop flight girl i, Me too. I really it, i mean unless if i'm with somebody else that's fine but i i just got booked for a convention and they gave me a stop and i'm like i can't do it i'm gonna have to leave on a different day that's how solid well, i am they with. should be doing better by you thank you you deserve yes. that you are the talent yes. how are that's they gonna true. book you something a cheap flight, basically. Right. That's, That's exactly what it was. Well, I hope they're listening. <laughs> they if should. If not, I will call them. They should. So, but I did get a nonstop flight. A okay, direct good. Flight. Yep. So do you but, go because... to Carousel with your family from Boston? No. So usually I go from New York because it's direct from New York. But they, either my mom will like come to New York, like take the train, spend like a day or two and then fly from JFK. But my dad will typically go through Miami. 
That's hard though. My sister's about to go in September for her birthday. She's having like a house party in Curacao. Can you imagine? Wait, what the heck? Wait, should we surprise her? I don't have that many friends. We're gonna Mark to and I. We're gonna be a I'll just yeah. take one more little. It's step. right there. Oh, yes. Oh. Um, I think she's good. Well, her birthday's the 18th of September, so it's sometime around then. <laughs> we're gonna be there. Well, I was gonna come home on the 12th. It's my birthday. Wait, you're going on the 12th? I thought you were gonna stay longer. We can talk about this things, later. Things that I find out. <sighs> so you're not rescuing any dogs? <gasps> I do want to bring a dog home. That's you should. how I ended it's... up with my second dog. Oh, God, but no. I didn't See, end up... why I don't do it. I, I went to I Mexico and every corner, and this is the same thing in like a lot of the islands, you see so many stray dogs that are hungry. It's and so like sad. even when we were in Curacao, I was just in Curacao a few weeks ago with my mom. And we had like, when we were leaving, we didn't want to leave food to go bad. We were like, okay, let's fill up the car we're gonna go feed the dogs and we would like just stop and feed dogs along the way so that they could eat but it's heartbreaking and all you want to do is take a dog home yeah it's so bad so it's, i'm telling you my amazing. very first experience i brought a dog home volunteered flight um brought a dog home and the family met me at the baggage claims and the whole family showed up they show, they gave me a card saying how much by me being generous with my time bringing a dog home, it helped them heal from their past dog. Oh. They had a dog that passed two months prior. Oh. And so like I was crying, That's they were crying. And then <laughs> I ended up going back to Aruba five months later and did a, a mission with Wanderlust Jet Setter. And so every single day we helped a different shelter. Even if it was um, literally, I was crawling underneath cacti bushes to get the dogs or defleeing, deticking the dogs, painting, um, shoveling poop out of stalls. Like I did whatever it is that they needed me to do. And the best part about that was because I kept on posting on my social media and I was like, hopefully one of my friends adopts. We got 20 dogs adopted. From wow. Movie. Yeah. And I that would have been was, one of those people. That was, that was um, Wanderlust Jet Setters okay. is an organization that runs the rescue mission. But I worked with about five different shelters. And so um, I'm going back in september and um i'm gonna be doing the same thing and hopefully now now with this podcast or you know wherever hopefully i get even more dogs adopted because you're right when you go to a country like that there's so many dogs wandering the streets they may not have the the necessary funds to be yeah. able to spay and neuter and i know ruba has a kill shelter and in the kill shelter they, they actually do. paint they painted the kill shelter with like it almost looks like Disneyland. Ugh. That's kind of like sick and that twisted. Does, yeah, but it has like, like cartoons of dogs like, come here. And people will bring their puppies and just drop them off in a cardboard box in front of the kill shelter. No. So this is why I do what I do, because I know that, you know, we are able to to help rescue and restore. And even if there's donations, guys, if you're listening, donate to Sergeant Pepper's Foundation, Luna Foundation. There's so many different organizations. Yeah, and to if you're be going on a to... trip for like at least like 12 days, just yeah. take one day and do it. Yeah, it's, it's one day. Exactly. It's one day you're that helps so much. Right. <laughs> Like, Literally, I like, want to do that. Yeah, I do yeah. it from nine to one. That's how they have it I scheduled. I want you to connect like me with the program that you do it with, so yeah, I can do absolutely. That. Yeah. I wonder if they have one in Carousel. I was just thinking, I'm sure that. they do. I mean, they're all the same because it's like a sister island. Well, I already told my dad like the minute he's permanently down there, like get ready because I will pick up a dog every time I go out. And that is huge. We have a fence in that house. Like, can't they live in our house? Exactly. Well, you already miss your dogs. I know. Well, mm. I, I just got reunited with them. It's been amazing. I saw them for the first time on Friday after like a month. Oh. 
and they greeted me. My parents were like, they don't remember you. They don't care about you. Blah, blah, blah. And Thanks, I was mom. like, yeah, I was getting really upset. And they, they remembered me. And they like immediately abandoned my father. They stopped sleeping next to him. They're sleeping next of to me now. I'm like, yeah. Are, are they your therapy dogs, you think? For sure. I mean, they're registered service animals because I have such high anxiety. But I do find myself so much calmer when I'm there around. See? Girl, am I, I am going to have to do some chakra work. On no, you. I need it. I'm like I didn't realize up. your anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I have I have five J's in the five J's in the car right now. I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I need all the help I can get. No, oh my god. Like maybe just come home a little bit more often. Come stay with your parents or and be with your yeah. dogs. Make and it like a priority. Just, That's yeah. what you have to do. It's like schedule and you'll get into it. Because yeah. you're only a few hours away. It's really you know, really like and I love my parents' kitchen. Like, I have the ability to cook. Oh, yeah. I want to know everything. What do you cook? So, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, so, for. Cooking. Yeah. Let's talk about cooking because I wish I could cook more, but I don't. But what got you into cooking? Um, I feel like if you asked my dad, he would say that, like, growing up, I was always in his arms and he was the cook of the family. So, he was always preparing the meals. So, I was ending, I ended up being in the kitchen with him quite a bit. I don't know, like, Beyond that, I mean, that's ingrained in me now that that's the story. So, yeah, that's it. But I don't know like what really sparked it for me. But I've been doing it since I like cooking and interested in food since I was like seven. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had a, my first it's... business. It was a cook, uh, a cake business at eight years old. Where was I it? made I business it. cards. It was out of my house. I had 100% profit. It was called Cakes by Maya Creative. And oh. my parents bought everything from like Costco. Yep. And so they fronted it all, they backed it, and then I just went and sold it like churches and schools, and I was like, I was making money. I wish you brought, <laughs> like, I wish you brought some Maya's cakes today. I haven't made that. It was pound cakes, especially that I was making that, and they were just like hot cakes. Like I had my first KitchenAid oh in third grade. Wow, I love that. So what did you oh like? My special dish? Like if you're gonna be like, okay, if I'm gonna make you anything. Well, no, cooking come? or baking. What would you I prefer? Well, I have a cookie business, so like I generally say. Wait, what? You have a cookie business? Did yeah. you bring any? No, I brought nothing. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> we can anything. We can visualize I didn't bring shit. No, um, I I started the cookie business in 2020, so I say now that that is my specialty because that's really cool. like what people think of when they think of me. But I also love savory dishes. I went to school for savory culinary arts. Oh my gosh, where'd um, you go to school? Uh, ICC and or FCI, depending on how okay. you know the schools. Um, and that was in New York City. That was the first time I moved to New York in 2016. Oh, okay, wow. and so you. You moved to New York in 2016. Did you start cooking right away, or did you? Get, yeah, so I so I chef, was or? so okay. This How's is, it work? Maybe this is a throwback, but my first restaurant job was at Candida Meister. If you guys know that, yes, yes. I know that. <laughs> it's in like Braintree. The, it's the usual that wedding cake yeah. mecca out. for yeah. Boston. Right, yeah. And I did that in high school. I actually did like we did senior projects uh, for school where we got basically the whole spring semester off, and we got to like do our own project and do our own exploration if you want, or you could stay in school. I didn't want to do that. So I worked at Canada Meister and then I did that for like a full summer and then I went to college and didn't really do a lot of cooking in college other than I joined our school's Hillel's just so I could cook the Shabbat dinners on Friday. It was like the only <laughs> access to kitchen I could get. I guess I'll do that. I love so that. So I started learning the prayers and oh, I like learned how to cook it. in the kosher kitchen. Oh, wow. I had to like learn all those tools and then the cook 
Yeah, but that's kind of cool. Yeah, I guess in Jewish culture, like when whoever cooks is supposed to be the one to say the prayers. So they're like, well, you cooked it, so you have to say the prayers. And you're like, I'm not. So I was like learning Hebrew it. and doing all that. And I did that every single Friday, pretty much all four years of school. Look at how cultured you are. I know it's such a weird thing, but it was like the only people that would give me a kitchen. So I did that in college and then I left and I worked at Flower Bakery for two years. I love flowers so much. I know. With With Joanne. Myers 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 and Chang. Yeah. She's so good. Wait, did you ever shoot for that bakery? No. No. I just eat her a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I always like idolize her. her. She's like amazing. She's amazing. She's such a sweet. She's a she's a great person. She's a great chef. She's a great entrepreneur. And then now with her now. I she's like killing it. I feel like so when I started at Flower, there were only three. So you were in the original one in the South End? I first started at Farnsworth, so that's the second location in uh, um like like Seaport? Seaport, yeah. yeah, yeah. In Seaport. And then after I was there for about a year I moved to Flower South End. So that was the first location on Washington <gasps> Street. I worked there for about a year, and then I left to go to culinary school. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. So you yeah, learned I, a lot from her. I learned so much. She, They moved me up really quickly on the rings. Like, I ended up bossing everybody around. Well, I'm of just, course, like, naturally of course. bossy. And so I did all that. I learned so much. I soaked all of it up. And I always thought that maybe I'd go to culinary school and, like, come back and work and, like, take over flower. T- not, like, and from just, like, her, but her. just to, like, no, no, no. <laughs> With all respect just, to like, Joanne. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah. And it's, I mean, Joanne helped me. So Joanne introduced me to my ex-fiance. Okay, Joanne. Wait, all right. Yeah. No, she really is so sweet. She's just like a gem. And her husband, Christopher, was always so good to It's good to have like genuine people like that in your life, you know? Yeah. So then. I always get the, um, which is not, (laughs) it's so stupid and so simple. It's the uh, citrus tuna salad. And I don't know what the hell is in it. Citrus. It's delicious. It's so good. That's a newer one. Like when I was there, they had like the curry tuna salad, which I loved. Mm. They just have All so many. The cookies many. are amazing. The cookies are great. And the coffee's okay. I'm not going to lie. Sorry. I've never no like. Joanne, but... No, no. I mean, I'm just. Wait, like... where is this located? I've never See, been. There are like eight oh, of them right the, now. No, like next oh, to the wow. hospital. Back Bay, oh, wow. Seaport, Farnsworth. There's a lot. South. At- There's so many flowers now. Oh my God. Cambridge. We have to bring you. Yeah, we should we should have shot this podcast on location. It <laughs> probably was too loud and too busy there. <laughs> Definitely like it's loud. actually that poppin' of a bakery cafe. Yeah, it's um, yeah. So then, what happened after that? So then I went to culinary school. I was in culinary school. Worked at a two Michelin star restaurant in New York. Hated it. Well, it's scary, isn't it? It was just like such bad. Like the restaurant work environment is so toxic. Well, are they like the chefs really scary? I've heard chefs that. can be scary. I felt like I faced a lot of like sexual harassment. Oh, cool. Because the I've heard that manager. like yeah. between the restaurant managers and the wait staff. There's no HR. Goes, yeah. People would like shove food in my mouth and be like, Don't, isn't that how you like it? Shit like that. And I'm like, and then, like everyone's really? always everyone touching their ass like, oh my god like, okay so touch left and right you walk in is. the walk-in getting touched i'm just saying groped. they never did that when i worked at cinnabon <laughs> <laughs> i had to wear a little Don't bow tie yes we'd love to hear more about your I, cinnabon I, experience I no it was the silver city <laughs> galleria in taunton yeah. oh, Tom my Gale, first yeah. job yes but i had to Did wear a little you, like, bow tie alone basically though <laughs> no how many people worked in that stand with you it wasn't a. St- it was oh, like a, an actual shop, store. but we had like probably like three or four on at a time, and I was making the buns. I was yeah, making. I was rolling. I was buttering Wait, did your it dough up. come in pre-made, and then you just had to like no. roll them. You had to we, make the dough too. We made oh, the dough. Well, I didn't get to make you, the dough. I've that never had a cinnabon. 
Oh, my gosh. But they're the most delicious thing. They're so good. You can keep them 30 days in a freezer in an airtight <laughs> container or three days on the shelf. Would you like to try our cinnamon buns with Makara cinnamon and lemon vanilla cream cheese frosting? Absolutely. Perfect. How about a mocolata chill? That was my favorite. Made with whole milk. I used to drink those. Like, I was going out of style. It was delicious. Kill me. Kill me. Kills my stomach now. Yeah, if I had one now, it would be... Game over. Yeah, lights game out. Game over. Exactly. So, but I never experienced like the back in my Cinnabon serving. I do feel like I know it's totally different. Well, I, I think just, like well, I guess it's almost the same. No, I think all restaurants like face somewhat of the same vibe or yeah. issues. But I think the minute there's like a chef with an ego, especially at like a two Michelin star restaurant, they just they just do. The most. It's that damn ego that ruins it in all oh, aspects of your life. So it's true. the male ego, if you ask me. Uh, I mean, it's not not. <laughs> it's not not the male ego. <laughs> when I, I was at one high-end restaurant in Cambridge, and I'll never forget, like, we had like a like a movie star come in, and we had to prepare for her to come in because they did like the star. Have you heard of the um, the hasty pudding? Yes. At Harvard. Yeah. No. So like at Harvard, they always have one nominated. I think Jennifer Coolidge was this year. Yes. So they had a dinner for her, and it was always at the restaurant I worked at. Okay. So they prepare this big, big feast, right? There's like eight courses. And yeah. The chef made this soup where it was sp- they had the soup, and then we had this long breadstick. Yeah. <laughs> and you're supposed to put the long breadstick on, on this top. little soup. Yeah. So it was like art. Yeah. But we didn't fucking know, so no one told us. And so we cut you, you... the breadstick and put it on so we could walk out with it, because you couldn't even walk out because the bread was so long. Right, <laughs> right. Right. We put it on her plate, and she flipped, flipped out. out. Like she literally like made us all go back. She like threw pans. She was like, "This is supposed to be beautiful." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" This well, is I feel like she probably suffered a little bit of trauma and needed some validation from her clientele. <laughs> I think but she did. I mean, that's just the spiritual side of things coming through right now. But anyway, she needed help. They all need help. There it's was an little... ego there. I'm like. Yeah. I've been thrown. Moore doesn't care. It was Julianne Moore. She like didn't. uh, She's like, this is great. Like she doesn't care. Yeah, but if you go against the chef vision, like forget it. No, I totally get it. This is why I don't work in restaurants anymore, and I don't want to manage people. I don't want people to fuck up my vision and for me to scream at them, which I wouldn't even. I would never be that crazy, but I am a micromanager, and it's a really bad quality I have. You're a micromanager. Well, at least you know. At least you know. We all have. I mean, Especially I like in the kitchen, I do feel like I know better than most. <laughs> no, of course. So therefore, I'm like, no. So is it, oh, wait, so is it hard to like make food with your mom? No, well, I feel like moms and dads are different because like you grew up to respect them and therefore you're just like, they, their way actually does go. But <laughs> like I like to cook at really high heats and sear things well. And I will tell you religiously, every mm. time I'm cooking in the kitchen in my parents' house, my dad's like, your heat's too high. And he'll come when I'm not looking and he'll turn down the heat. And I just have to deal with it and I'll turn it back on. And I like don't even fight <laughs> him anymore. But I'm like, last I checked, I'm the one that went to culinary school. And also, <laughs> you you still like the food when I make it. So like, why are we fighting about it? Reaction. He's always just like... He just, he loves everything I make, loves it. Like, requests the same dishes again and again and again. So I'm like, if that's the case, just let me cook it. Now, for the most part, I'm like, can you guys exit the kitchen or I'll put my headphones in? 
I love that. Well, because he he's probably thinking like, well, it's because of me. I hope. Well, he that. also is like, I'm a good cook. I know what I'm doing. So oh, like, so but he's the original. Yeah. yeah, he's the original. But we cook very different dishes. He's from the Caribbean. He makes a lot of Caribbean food. Okay. I don't cook like that, which I actually want to start learning more of that. Mm. Especially like as he gets older, I'd like to learn his recipes before it's too late. Oh gosh. I mean, I'm not killing my dad off or anything. That's a little but... morbid. <laughs> <You're> like... <laughs> You're like, can you just type up all your recipes? Yeah. No, but like, he's the type of guy I have to like watch him to learn. I can't just ask him. It's not going to be the same. Like, yeah. And then my mom and dad are the same. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like Italian. He's like, yeah, you just yeah, yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm like, I can't figure out what that means. Oh my god. So I guess thinking about recipes and stuff, is there anywhere in the world that you would go to to like learn new culture to like create new recipes? Um, I would love to learn more about like. Asian food. I'd love to go back to Thailand. I've been before. Oh, Mark went. Back. Yeah, Mark really? just came back from Where Thailand. Where were you? Um, Bangkok and Chiang Mai. Ugh, so it like, was so good. The I when I went, I only made to PP. I missed my flight oh. to go to Phuket. It was this whole thing. Yeah. So like, I only did like the vacation part. I didn't really like, uh, eat the street food and all yeah, of that. Did sure, you go alone? Food was still great. No, I was with my ex at the time. Oh, okay. Um, but I want to go to like, I want to go to Bangkok. Bangkok. I want to eat like the food the i want to meet the people and learn something in the back of the alley i don't care like, what was your wow. take mark well <laughs> i know mark's take but i figured he could share it with you was it scary I mean, for it, you it was really scary for me but it's so interesting to see people smile when everything smells like shit <laughs> it's just like everyone's like la, 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 it literally like, smells like shit know, from like what he tells me and like you know a truck uh, elder lady selling oysters from a dirty river and like, they're probably delicious but i'm like I'm good. and they're bathing like, in the, the river well, yeah. is delicious. to be like, fair i was sick the entire time i was in thailand like puking so sick wait why? because you ate something or why? I, don't, I don't really know to this day i were do you... have a sensitive stomach but i was sick yeah. for four days straight like puking the entire well, time. Did you wait, you... with your mouth open? Or did you bathe in the river? <laughs> I didn't bathe in the did you eat river. The I didn't eat the oysters. I definitely ate, like, things on the street. But I would watch them make it to make sure it, like, seemed okay. Mm. Did you see the weird. monkey in the bowl? No, I didn't see the monkey in the bowl. Oh my God. What do you it mean? It was a live monkey. I know. It... Look, I don't want to poo-poo on Thailand. No pun intended. But here's the thing. I love their spirit. I love their Buddhism. I love the practice. The food in the restaurants were really good. Like, I know Phuket's supposed to be beautiful. It's a beautiful country. It's just like the, they're very visceral. Like they're very like, um, I don't know. They, they have no filter. So there's no like, they're not afraid of anything, but they really want to partake in like American culture too. So they take these like monkeys and they're, Put them in like bowls. A live monkey. A live monkey. Okay. So, so they don't move. Okay. And then they like put a fish banana bowl. on their stomach. Uh huh. So they don't move. So they're like kind of like sensitive to the the banana. And then they ask all the Americans to feed them. Feed the monkey. Yeah. So it's like one of those big eye monkeys. So cute. I would be. I would be. I gotta Google this. Like so hot out, and I just walked by, and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, piss." I'm like. I have a stomach ache. I can't even look at that right now. Like it was just like too much. It was Feed like the monkey. Star Wars. Yeah. For what? So that I have to pay her to get the banana chips to feed the monkey. Oh. I would have just put taken. In the bowl so that he can't get up because if they stuck in the. How bowl, big oh. is this monkey? It's like that big. Oh my god! I would and take then, them all. And then I would just. Push just them in. I would just oh. give them money and take them all. 
I literally was like, if I win this $900 million from Megabucks, I'm buying all the elephants and all the animals in Thailand. I know. And where are you going to do with them? Backyard. Start, start a sanctuary. <laughs> an animal sanctuary. I, I would love to open up it's an just animal like, sanctuary. I know, me too. I would love to buy all the elephants there. But you know That's what, though? Like, I don't want to like shit on Thailand. I think No, no, great. no, no. But like... I, I think it's because, like, especially people that want to help animals so much. I know. And where you saw it and you had that visceral, visceral reaction. It's like we're all natural empaths. I know. It was bad. You know? I'm, I'm well, sure. Why can't we just have the monkey as a pet? And, like, the monkey can be happy and not on his back. Exactly. The monkey could be happy and happy, <laughs> I could give the monkey a little bit of my J and we could all be happy. <laughs> I was literally about to steal it. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Like I don't want I don't want sad animals. No. I don't believe in that. I no. don't even like zoos. Maya, right? I feel like you should do a show. Like I just had a vision of you doing a show with like a little monkey on your back. <laughs> Didn't and like, like Michael Jackson have a monkey? Yeah. Bubbles. Bubbles. Yeah, bubbles. Well, let's not do that. A chimp chimpanzee. <laughs> No, I'm seeing like a little spider monkey, like just like sitting Wait, on her it, shoulder. Wait, was that movie too with the girl who had a little spider monkey? Remember that movie when we were kids? No. What was oh, that? Fuck. I used to watch it. Anyways, we'll cut that it's out. up there with Gilligan's Island. Uh. <laughs> well, do you know what? It, you want to hear something dark about Gilligan's Island? Yes. The professor, I believe, was a serial killer. No, Get he wasn't. In real life. So the man that we need acted someone as to Google professor, it. Can somebody Google it? The professor on Gilligan's Island. Pretty, I'm pretty sure. What he classifies was a someone killer. as a serial killer? How many people do you have to kill? Three. Well, we're, we'll Google that. Yeah, is he a murderer or a serial? Killer? No, serial killer. She's got it. Jackie's got it. Thank God for Jackie. Jackie, what, it, what is it? What does it Jackie, say? Jackie, type faster. <laughs> <laughs> Use Google Chrome. <laughs> Oh. But he's not. Like, there's no way he's a Zodiac killer. I, That's I know. Intense. Zodiac is like, wow. Yeah, he, that was like a big thing. Where, where, this is TMZ. Well, because he's on he's Gilligan's on Island. Island. Yeah, he's on the island. Well, yeah, no one's on Gilligan's. <laughs> no fucking. Way. See, I knew it. I knew my true crime. Where's true crime? Pretty closely. Again, I know I tree don't crime. Understand any Gilligan's references? Nothing like a professor done. Screw us up. Theory. It's all theory. It's all theory. Are we sure about that? Wait, did was he hot? Yes, he was hot. No, right? he wasn't. I don't know. Like Ted Bundy. Ted Whoa. Ted Bundy was hot. Was he? he? Was. Yeah, he was. No. He was not bad this looking. Certain I know, serial I feel killers. Like the professor wasn't bad looking. No, he out of the. The island, I mean, I out like of everybody, thinking was cute. So well, out weird. of everybody that was on the island, he was Did the Gilligan's hot one. Gilligan's Island star turn out to his name is is Russell Johnson. <laughs> yes. I mean, anyone named Russell Johnson's a serial killer. Let's be real. Oh my God! What if I date a Russell? <gasps> no, you're I actually not. have a story about a Russell. <laughs> he is not a. Well, he's dead. Well, thank God. We have to check this. This is okay. Wow, he was born in 1924. This is the man you got. Oh, okay. okay now I saw a younger picture. He's okay. He's there, can right. I see the picture? I just want to make sure. Look, she was looking at the elderly picture. He's kind of cute. Well, if you check like out a... the group of Gilligan's Island. He was the best looking. He was I the mean, best yeah, looking one. Yeah, it was one. like the... Filter. It wasn't Skipper. I wish you could tell me the man. <laughs> it wasn't the captain. <laughs> Look at the captain. It was the captain, Skipper, <laughs> the Cal- and then... Alan Hale. Marianne Ms. was hot. Mrs. Um, what was the name? 
Mr. and Mrs. Howland. No, there's no there's no indication that this man is a serial killer or right, killer. So this is just rumors. Where did you hear this? Because you might, I, maybe he he came to you in spirit and told you this. Sometimes they do. Oh. No, but ultimately, no. It was on like a true crime show, TV show. This is before podcasts. Guys. Was it on TMZ? This is like what? What did you find? I okay, like true crime's like really hitting a spot. Right there now, is a yeah. Russell Thomas or Russell Johnson, rather. That is a Canadian serial killer. Oh, so they got mixed up. I believe that he was known as the Bedroom Strangler. Oh, I remember the bed. Yeah, the Bedroom Strangler. I know the Bedroom Bedroom Wait, Strangler. Don't we know someone that didn't he to? rape and strangle at knife point? Knife point. Yeah, he did. But he ended up being like a corrections officer or cop. We only know that he raped and murdered three women, but we don't know the total because you know we never know. But I think that's different from the American actor Russell Johnson. May he rest in peace. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if, if you guys just ask us. Maybe you guys can enlighten us. If you guys know more than us, which they probably do. Let's face they it, they definitely do. Um, feel free to write into us and <laughs> let us know. Wait, didn't we have like questions from people? What other ru- rumor we can did we start on this podcast? <laughs> What so what? I said, what other rumor can we start on this podcast? <laughs> right? Wait, Mark, can you hear me on my phone? We can yes. answer some questions and okay. we can get Maya's input too. So we asked some friends okay. to ask us questions. Okay. Bear with me for one second. I feel like true crime's like really hitting a spot right now, right? Well, it's well, always, always hit been. a spot for me. <laughs> Are you like a lifetime girl too? Like in high school, you would go home and like watch Passions and Lifetime. No, <laughs> I so like I have this weird association with Lifetime because my aunt would always braid my hair, and she was a big Lifetime girl. So like I would, I felt like at a young age, I got way too much Lifetime exposure. She would braid your hair. Like I'll never forget the one movie where like the man buries his wife alive in a casket, and then she like breaks out of the well, casket. She wasn't finished. So no, finish. but like I never saw the ending. Also. I don't remember the ending of that movie. <laughs> oh, God. So just like you never know what happened to her. Correct. Well, she was obviously raped. But she killed. came out. No, she like got out of her casket, which makes no sense. It's okay. lifetime. <laughs> My mom loves that shit. All right. Well, some of the things. Um, Do we have like a category or like, or are these just like they couple, run the gamut? There's only a couple questions. Someone wanted to talk, wanted us to talk about depression and anxiety, which is kind of. Oh, good for that. We, we, that. we talked about. Someone said, does spirit ever come through like, fuck you, Sharon, I'm still mad at you for what you did? <laughs> yes, to answer your question, yes, that does happen. Wait, so what happens with that? So people really come back as themselves being like, I'm Personalities still remain the same. Yeah, personalities remain the same. So a lot of times, um, but there's no ego involved. So even though it's kind of contradictory, but a lot of times when they want to come through, they will apologize and say, look, I know what you did. Oh, you know, I wow. know this That's is heavy. Yeah. Wait, so that is so creepy. I know what you did. I know. I know you did last If summer. I've done anything for someone to say that to me. I mean, we all have. But I feel like so for people who are like just listening in and getting into this stuff. Yes. Um, can you kind of explain how spirit comes through for the skeptics out there? Just like people who are just kind of introduced what it means when they don't have an ego. And they're coming through to you. Oh, it's because glorious. Really it's like, glorious. So so here we are diluted into having this ego. And our ego 
a lot of times will prevent us from saying sorry or, you know, we, we're nervous about leaving the house because we're afraid of how we look, you know, like our ego kind of rules us here earthbound, right? But when our loved ones pass, that ego is, this is, it no longer exists. It's no longer connected to us on this earthbound realm. And we see things from a higher level of consciousness. So a lot mm. of times if there was a sudden passing, someone didn't get to say goodbye, or maybe the, a lot of times in my readings, people will say, I had a fight with them and then they passed away or I, they struggled and I couldn't communicate with them and then they passed away. So a lot of times they will come through and say, listen, this is what I had going on in my plate. Like I actually just posted a video on my TikTok mm -hmm. about a mother-in-law that just came through and she, she owned up to who she was. She goes, look, I know I was not the easiest to deal with. And you need to know that I struggled with jealousy of you taking away my son. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And the, wow. the person receiving that information, but she validated it. She goes, this is exactly how it, it, was. it was. And, and there was no changing her. And this is just who she was. Hmm. But it was almost that that comfort and validation of her owning up to who she was and just saying, I'm sorry, this is how I was. And I understand it now. Yeah. You know, because the one thing, when you really get into this, like, enlightening atmosphere of yourself and learn about yourself more and learn to let go of opinions of others and having your ego really dictate everything, it's such a freeing experience. Mm -hmm. But... The majority of us, if they're not on this healing journey or spiritual journey or, or awakening or doing the work, going to therapy, a lot of people will just choose to just continue to live their life at this limited aspect of, of feeling a certain way. And that is derived from the ego, the insecurities, like major insecurities. We have people that we know that suffer from major debilitating insecurities, you know, and it's, it's so sad. It's just like just let go of that ego mm. aspect and, and just realize like it doesn't matter what clothes you wear it doesn't matter how you look it's it's all about how you feel on the inside and if you realize we are just here for such a short amount of time even though there's no frequency of time you know just say say what you want to say do what you got to do mm -hmm. like i just had an opportunity knock on my door from the weekend and i'm like okay i could just have it roll off my shoulders and say oh maybe next time or just hop on it. And I'm choosing to hop on that ride. Oh. So we'll see. Oh, she's <laughs> hopping on. <laughs> but I had to let Someone my knows. ego out of the way and be like, instead of thinking like, well, what about this? Or what about that? I had to really just allow myself to say, you know what? I'm going to freaking do it because that's what feels good to me. And I need to make sure everything is aligned with how everything feels and connects with my mind, body, soul. Wow. Sorry, we just got really deep. So no, wait, do you guys can like... you kind of connect to that? Because like yeah. I feel like um, it's. <laughs> I was like thinking like, damn, I must have a huge fucking ego. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we all do though. No, like, no, because no. like I can't leave the house at certain times. Like I get, I I do feel like I have debilitating anxiety in a lot of moments, yeah. and I also struggle with like body image and just like image. Period. But we all do, you know. But I feel we... like when you're in the public eye, like yes. most of us, it's like you're thinking about yourself and then you also look at yourself yes yeah. out of your body yeah so like is that it's is really that yeah a part of it it is part of it i like i well yeah i mean there are days where i like think i feel so confident i feel amazing i feel great and i'm being filmed and then i watch it back and i'm like holy shit what told you to like 
do that wear that look like that <sighs> act like that what oh. are you doing and like that well i don't watch the show back anymore for that reason because it's okay, like good. it's not gonna it doesn't really serve me anymore yeah. like what has happened has happened i can't change it i can't i have no impact on how they edit it so it's like what is the point in then watching it back and stressing about it but people don't see you that way oh they yeah, don't. most don't you right no like because most. even watching the podcast that i did with you guys I was like, why was I, why was my neck so back like that? Yeah, we're so we're, critical of ourselves. Right, right. And every, those little things that no one sees. And everybody was like, Tiff, this was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but I was talking like this. And I, so we are our own worst critic. Yeah. But if we learn to let go of that, that would be beautiful. I, I was this past weekend, I was with a lot of um, actors and there was this one beautiful actress that I was talking to her about spirituality and what I did and so forth and and she was saying how it was difficult as she's aging at the old age of 39 which she is not old at all mm. okay but she was just saying she's like I'm nervous about aging I'm nervous about getting certain roles and mm-hmm. and well, things like that and absolutely stunning and I said to her because I showed up in leggings a little crop top my hair in a bun it's a Sunday. I'm tired, right? <laughs> and and so I said that. I go, sometimes you just have to have that inner confidence. And, and you know, I'm older than you. And, and, yeah. and she said, she goes, you are so stunningly beautiful. It's the energy that I get from you. And it's from within. And yeah. that's what I'm talking about. I just posted, like, this Instagram picture. And I'm like, it doesn't matter what you, and I'm such a firm believer, it does not matter what you wear. Like, I am the most confident in leggings and a tank top and a bun, you know, it's when I feel insecure when I need to put makeup on for a photo mm-hmm. shoot or dress, like really dress up and like suck it in and wear contouring body shapers yeah. and things like that. But and I feel like for people who to like to practice to get into that mode of like, I'm okay, I'm beautiful. Those affirmations do help as cheesy as they are, but I do feel like they help. Like if yeah. you write it down, if you're, if you're at a point of, like, who we had to call say anxiety and depression, depression's different, I think. You have to practice, like, like loving self-love, yourself. yeah. And it's writing it down. It's looking in the mirror. And it's cheesy as it is. It does work. Because it's just, no, it's just I've centering yourself. No, I've done that stuff. Like, I've written notes on my mirror. I've put post-its up everywhere. Like, yeah. probably people have come into my home being like, this girl is absolutely out of her There's mind maps of you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i have had to do that in the past and it does really work maybe i gotta get back to that but you know no, what it is it. though too absolutely just kind of like what i was saying before it's like you can do all the work and and feel that confidence in yourself but when you are in an environment which you are in an industry of ego yeah so you mm-hmm. can do all the work and make sure you protect your own energy because that's all you really can do. can do but it's really difficult so i sympathize with you because I'm sure there are a lot of people in your industry that aren't there yet. And so it is all about the appearance and they have to wear this name brand, this and look a certain way and be a certain size. And so when you're on this, like, oh, I feel good to be myself. Well, I've always relied on like my mind and like my cooking and like my abilities and not my looks. And so I think now having been on TV, it, it makes your looks more like somewhat like come more forward, forward as yeah. something that's important because that's what the first thing that everyone comments on. And so it's easy to get kind of sucked into that, if you will. Totally. Right. I mean, those are just the low vibrating people. They just don't go through. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like, they may, ne- they may never feel like they ever. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. And some people will never feel like they have to evolve or, or 
yeah. a change for the better because they don't even realize there needs to be a change. That's just how life is. Yeah. Right. And I, I get it. Like doing the readings that I do, I connect on such a deeper level. And I know some of the people where I'll be like pulling in and getting their traumas at early ages. And they're like, but wait, <laughs> um, so wait. Like, does my grandmother know that I planted a garden? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Like, where are we? I'm talking about your trauma. Yeah, like, I'm... <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. They're but not they, They're not yeah, ready to I mean, hear you have to be ready to receive okay. it and actually deal with it. Right. <laughs> so even, like, when it comes to, like, looks and stuff, it's it's the same. I find that, you know, I can rock leggings and a hoodie and a bun yeah. and feel so confident. But then... Like, if if I'm in a situation where there's people that are just hyper focused on their appearance all yeah. the time, which I'm sure you are, because you guys I mean, have like the professional Bravo Con even like thinking about that, that oh God, is yeah. just like what is it? Pe- oh, Bravo Con. People are like already working on like you know, I don't know, I don't even know what you do, freezing away your fat and shit. I don't fucking do that. <laughs> like <laughs> I, like, I know you don't. There will be nothing left of you. No, there would be something left. And like these are the people that are smaller than me. But I'm also like no, and I'm also gonna order the French fry the day of BravoCon <laughs> and eat that. it. You should though. And you know what? I'm just gonna tell you. I've been in the convention world. I know my Comic Con conventions are definitely different than BravoCon, <laughs> but I've been to freaking a million fucking comic cons <laughs> in over the past 10 years i've been a guest since 2010 and like that's just bananas yeah. i mean there are some people i i did 90s um i was in a guest at 90s comic con which is a great great convention um or 90s con but um it you know they did have people helping with hair and makeup if you needed it yeah but there were no like oh dressing room changes or anything like that. Really? Everyone has stylists. We have totally we, we have to fly out our hair. We're flying out our makeup. We're flying out all of our people. It actually is... costs us money to go to BravoCon. Stop it. Like we don't get compensated the way that we should for all the work and the effort and the people we have to pull out for it to be appropriate. And I'm like I thought this was reality it's, TV. I was like, say, it was supposed to be like reality. It's, is this it's, mandatory that you get not, hair and makeup? It's not mandatory, but it's like also if I'm the only one not in full glam and I'm in like the group pictures, you're going to know the difference. Like I don't do my makeup the way a makeup artist does. Yeah. Are you going to have a glam squad? Come? Yeah. Wow. That's insane. I mean, that's great. Sierra and I are sharing, but luckily, so we get to split the cost. Show, it's like, so, no, I mean, but that's that's just insanity to me because, again, like these, there are some really like high end celebrities too. Yeah. That I see, and um, most conventions will either have like a makeup artist or stylist on hand, but everybody like for is, a touch up, maybe. Yeah, right? for touch up, but ultimately everybody just kind of takes care of their own stuff. I mean, I'm sure, and I and I understand why you guys are doing what you're doing yeah but But again it's like that it's like if you didn't you'd feel right insecure right i feel like oh like i didn't even do enough and i'm always on the more casual side of things anyway like i'm never like the glam glam girl because that's just not who i am yeah i'm just gonna prepare you now if you don't already know but convention lighting is the worst. So no, you know what you should do? I was at Bravo Con last year. Like, I've just I've dealt with the horrors. Oh, okay, so you've done this before. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, all right. You know what did work, though? Um, when I was at 90s PopCon, 90s Con, some celebrities had a ring light 
mm-hmm. at their station. So I don't know if you're taking pictures at your station when you do the meet and greets or if it's just celeb photo ops, like a celebrity. No, so they do different things. Like it's there are going to be rooms where you're just like there to meet whatever people, people. paid to meet you, which that in itself is just like, can you imagine paying to meet me? Well, I will write you yeah, a check. Like a, just don't cash it for a couple DMs weeks. No, I'm just like, kidding. Like, no. it just like people probably doesn't make any sense i'm like i'm so normal so i always try to make them really fun um and try to interact with the fans as much as possible like do something stupid pose dumb like whatever yeah, so cute. it's just not like right. hey nice to meet you you just paid all this money like hi and goodbye i feel like that's not like people signing almost yeah like, like you're not getting yeah. your money's worth like yeah. if you just people pay at least three grand to even enter BravoCon. yeah we might as well wow. like because it's a three-day thing right yeah it's a three-day all the food is included or something right well that's what they say yeah well not really yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> wow oh man well, so insanity. i will have to be very zen and clear and chakra cleared before then yes. well you know what this is great because this is the first episode that we're gonna have with you and we will clear your chakras and when you come back I'd be very interested yeah. to hear what you oh. have to say. I mean, I'm going in with a much different attitude this year, I will say. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, I'm going to have fun with it. I'm not going to stress about it. It's just going to have to... It's three days. Like, you yeah. can do anything for three days. And as much social anxiety as I have within me, like... Where is this taking place? Vegas. Holy I've mackerel. never been to Vegas. <laughs> That's That in itself is scary. Last year, I was in New York. It was close to my house. Like, I was able to get into a cab and be there in five minutes if I needed to if I was running late I could run home and grab something type of thing but that's obviously not going to happen this well the hotel should be connected to the convention center it's not I was going to say you should try to find so they're they're housing us um but I guess apparently it's like at the very beginning of the strip and not where the actual festivities are taking place so it's going to be interesting Mm. it's also funny because there is like a bravo hierarchy basically like we are not the housewives and oh gosh uh, i just had to deal with the tears of celebrity like i was the bottom if there are five cars available and your name is on one of the cars but like someone correct like (laughs) sees that she has to wait before me like she's getting that car and that's just how it is and so you get like the bottom of the barrel for that was me this past weekend and then i became friends with the driver and they gave me their numbers and i was like thank you very much and so i got my own that's what i have driving i got everything just do that yeah yeah Yeah. i mean and that's that sucks that that's happened but i can totally relate because that's happened to me i mean it just is what it is like yeah it's not gonna change right it's not gonna change so it's just like just being okay with it yeah just have fun with it. Have right. fun being there and create like this an amazing experience because that's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah, I have some of my best friends coming. So be at yeah. least like we're going to try to make it as girl weekend as possible and less about work. It's going to be so fun. I, I know. Go to a pool party. Maybe we will. I don't know if I have time. Like I have a very packed schedule and I'm trying to see Usher. <laughs> <laughs> oh and Beyonce. And no. <laughs> no, Beyonce won't be there. Usher will be Kylie there. Minogue. And Adele. <gasps> Kylie Adele. Minogue is there? She's coming. Not not this time, but she's coming in like January. She's gonna be amazing for a residency. Good for her. Oh, I didn't know that. Should, we should all go. We should all. I've go. never been to Vegas. Yeah, well, I'll oh, let God. you know You're, how it is. I don't know if you can do it. <laughs> it's a lot of energy. New York was a lot for me. New York is a lot for anybody. Yeah. I'm yeah. Tired it was a lot time. of energy. I was wiped okay. out after we got back. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. 
That's why I have a backyard. What about L.A.? Well, we just went to L.A. Sierra and I just went to L.A. Oh, that's right. Um, on a really spur of the moment trip. We booked it like two days before to just record some podcasts with other people yeah. and go on their shows and do some podcast swaps. And it was fun, but LA is also different. Like having so to drive and figure all traffic and all of that. Like there was a time where we were in the car for 30 minutes in the same spot. <gasps> we were just like, I heard and then that. You have to like go make reservations and oh, meet people at restaurants and not yeah. really go. And then like, mingle, I mean, I was around. I stayed with a friend, a really good friend who's also coming to BravoCon, and she'd be like, "Yeah, you know, we can drive, but if we drive, like, I can't, we can't drink, or like, you can drink, but I can't drink." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not drinking by myself." And it's like all these things to plan. Weird Who things. has time for that? Yeah, you can't Uber because it's like so expensive. It is. Yeah, LA's weird. It's like big and beautiful and obviously sunny and nice but mm-hmm. it's also everything's far away it's too, it's too much there's no me. public transit i don't get that i don't know and uh, like god is... forbid you walk i was i was like can People i go like what are you doing yeah i was like can i go walk to get a coffee she's like you're gonna look like a loser and really? i was like yeah she <gasps> straight up said that oh me. my god and i was like but i'm it's just trying to get thing. a coffee like why is it that complicated she's like get it delivered so i'm like okay so i have to pay, spend 20 dollars for a coffee to get delivered when i can just walk and look like a loser i'll look like a loser i know i don't I still don't understand that. Oh my god! I look like a loser. <laughs> well, I'm a loser with you because I feel like walking is nice. It's so I like walking to walk. Would be nice. Yeah. I figure because I and feel like weather? everybody's like in shape in LA and yeah, it's just. Well, but the other thing is, there's no sense of urgency there, and I'm just like from the north. I'm not used to that. Well, it's like okay, let's do this like now. Yeah. oh hey, how are you? Can I get you a coffee in like five hours? I'm like no, I want it now. <laughs> Right. I mean, we need immediate Not service. Yeah. It's tough enough if we drive into a Starbucks here in Massachusetts. And there's a line? I will wait. Like, I've waited 20 minutes. Yeah. In my car. Uber it. I'm just going to go get it. Yeah. I'm just going to walk to it. I'm just yeah, going to go get it. Yeah, but going to get it is so different. There's a freedom there. I love going to get it. Yeah, I love it. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I just well, feel like there's a lot of other states that are extremely slow and like laid back. And I, I, whenever Florida. I visit, yes, I whenever I visit any, any type of states it. other than Massachusetts, I feel like I, I project like this, like raving bitch. <laughs> oh my God. A hundred percent. Because I'm like, all right, can I just, there's points where I want to just say, can I just go back there and do it myself? Truly. I, yeah. Like, Wait, let me just. <laughs> you were at a coffee shop and then someone was in front of you, was taking too long. You're like, I'll just pay for it. And you paid it. Yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> There was like, oh, they can't find their card or like, oh, my, like, my Apple Pay's not working. Like, just right, get like, out my way. I did. Not to, I'll pay for it. Just get out of my way. That's what I did. There was there was three people in front of me. They were together and like, well, and I'm like, I'll just take care of that. I, I said to them, I go, if I can go in front of you, I will pay for your order. Do you mind? Well, and they were like, oh my gosh, absolutely. And I'm like, thank you. And I'm like, just put whatever they want on my card. I yeah. just need to do things. To get, I'm like, get get your go. shit together. Let's well, go. you guys saw go. me in New York when that woman was walking slow in front of me. <laughs> remember? And I like made <laughs> the hand gesture. And she got like, mad at you. Are you going to make a choice? And then she got mad at me. And I was like, this is New York. Like, if you don't know where you're going, step aside and oh, get the fuck weird, out of my yeah. way. I thought she recognized you. I totally missed it. And then I oh. realized that the exchange was kind of negative. And I'm like, oh. No, no I was bad. like, move, yeah. move. Out the move. way. Move, move bitch. Get out the way. Yeah, you know? You're like, you're not saying yeah, it right. Because I'm like, move. <laughs> All right. So. That was fun. Yes. I think it's a good time to... Thank you for being on our first episode <laughs> with you. But there's going to be another episode, of course, after you are like aligned, and yes, we'll take a dip in the 
beautiful pool behind us <laughs> and eat some Caesar wraps. Yeah. Hell yeah. The next one will the be French from fries. the hot tub. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, how cute would that yes. be? Well, no, we can actually make that a reality. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's Back do that. So after we eat, machine. we're going to hop in the hot tub. <laughs> well, thank well, you thank for you having me. All right. So we love you, we Maya. Love, I, we we all the all, all the people, people in my head don't worry we'll, we'll take them all out of your head <laughs> after this break so yes we will come back with maya again very very soon stay tuned guys and we love you thank you for writing all your beautiful reviews and hitting that subscribe button for the we are never truly Own podcast and until next time <laughs>